Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine. So we did something this week we've never done before in the area of sex. Well, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> that actually didn't come out right. I mean, <laughs> what I was trying to say is we took a sex assessment. Welcome to Family Life Today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson. And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at FamilyLifeToday.com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today. It was sort of a marriage assessment. But it was really focused on the sexual part of our married relationship. I'm not sure we've ever done one of those. (laughs) Have have we? No. That's why I I said it was unique. We'd never done it before. I felt scared taking it. Did you? It was with Family Life. And obviously we're on Family Life today, but it was an online course that Family Life has just created. And you begin the course by taking an assessment of your own sex life in your marriage. And so we both took the assessment. Not together. No. I took one. Mm-hmm. His survey, it was called, and you took her survey. We had the same questions. I think they're exact same they questions. Were. yeah. And then you get sort of an assessment at the end of how you rated uh, happiness in your marriage, your sexual relationship, how you trust one another on a percentage. How you think biblically about it. There were a lot of different areas. All all I want to know is this, because we haven't even talked about this. So we're talking about it live on the air (laughs) with thousands of people listening to our intimate conversation about the intimate part of our marriage. What'd you think? What'd you think when you were answering the questions? Honestly, I felt guilty. About what? I just thought, oh, I'm failing. And I think I have felt that over the years. And I think... With this topic, we have these peaks, we have these valleys, and sometimes it's just kind of flatlined. And there are times it's great, but I just felt like I'm not doing very well in this area, and Dave's probably disappointed. That's what I felt. I felt the same thing. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was very revealing. Mm -hmm. As you take the assessment, you start thinking about things we haven't talked about in a long time. And I felt like, wow, I'm not doing a good job in this area of our marriage. You know, for whatever reasons, I didn't feel anything towards you, like you're letting me down. I, I didn't felt feel like that either. I'm letting you down. Oh, that's so interesting. Because the questions get at things that how you think about this, how your spouse thinks about this. Are you happy in this area of your Do marriage? Do you pursue your spouse? Yeah. Are you affectionate? Are you creative? And, you know, I'm like, eh, <laughs> eh, eh. And we're super busy right now, which probably in this phase of marriage, it should probably be the best because we're older. We've been married 41 years. Got no kids running around the house. No kids waking us up at night. There's no excuse. That's what I'm saying. So that gives me hope for the future. Mm -hmm. This is an area that's really hard to talk about. Why do you think? It's so intimate. I think for me, I'm fearful 
that I'm not doing a good job, that I'm not loving you as you long to be loved because you told me. And so I feel like I'm letting you down. And so part of me is like, okay, let's just not talk about it because I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to hear your hurt. That's so interesting because I feel like I'm failing. And two, like even physically how you feel about yourself. I thought, man, I don't feel very good about myself right now. And that affects the bedroom. It affects intimacy. And I don't think we've really talked about that in a long time either. Ugh, so we need to talk about all these things. I can't believe we're doing this on air. This what are is we not doing? this is too intimate of a conversation. But honestly, if it would help other people to have these conversations and even taking this assessment, I think it's a really good tool. Yeah, the tool is great because mm-hmm. I knew that as I was taking it, this will force us yeah. to talk about this. Me too. You know, so that's the good thing because I think we're not the only couples that struggle to talk about this. I've found as a pastor and as a marriage writer and, you know, co-host here, it's easier to talk about it on stage or in a marriage conference, even at the weekend. Remember, we do a session on it. Than uh, it is to talk about it with you in the kitchen or in the bedroom. That's been a conflict of our marriage because you'll bring things up you on air. You don't have to bring that up now. On air, I'm like, why are we talking about this in front of thousands of people? We're doing it right now. I know. Yeah, but you brought it up. Don't blame me. This one's <laughs> on you. But no, I mean, it does. I think couples like us struggle in the same way. Me too. It's a scary topic. Here's what guys do. We joke about it in the locker room. And you know why? Because we're afraid to really have a honest, real conversation about it, especially with our spouse. And I want to encourage couples to do what we're trying to do right now is you got to talk about this. And again, the assessment asks you questions like, do you know what your spouse likes in the bedroom? If you can't answer that question, that's, that means you haven't talked. You're not really honest, even maybe when you're making love to be that vulnerable with one another. And if you're not going to go there, you're never going to experience the intimacy God wants. But if you're willing to take those risks that are scary, there's an intimacy that's beyond the physical, that's beyond the sex part, that's soul to soul in your marriage and not just in your bedroom, right? And that's God's intent, that we connect soul to soul because it's beautiful, it's intimate. It's what how God designed us and why he designed the intimacy physically, it really binds us together. And, you know, as you say that, here's one of my thoughts is growing up, neither one of us were followers of Christ. We made poor decisions sexually before we were married with other people. When we started dating, we were like, we're going to do this God's way. So we were in a different place spiritually. So it was the only relationship that we remained virgins until our wedding. But the other ones, we made bad decisions. And one of the things that we had to reset was God says a married couple making love is a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. It's something God wants. We had always seen sex as something you shouldn't do because we heard that from the church. And so it felt wrong and dirty to us. And then we get married. It's supposed to be beautiful and wonderful. It's like, how do we shift our mind to that, right? Well, I remember being at the weekend to remember getaway. The first time we went, and I remember them saying, bring, as, a, as an engaged couple. Yes, bring God into the bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, what? That is messed up. That just feels so contrary to what I felt. And that meant bring God's heart, bring God's perspective, right. bring God's word on sex into your sexual relationship. Because he's the creator of it. Right. And yet, growing up, my past has pornography. 
It has sexual abuse. And so to bring God into that, it it felt wrong. It felt like God was ashamed of me and what had happened to me and what I had done. I didn't want to bring him in because I felt like he would see the true nakedness and brokenness of my soul. And the truth is, he does see all of that. And he loves us and he wants to repair us. He wants to heal us. He wants to heal our marriages. I think he's the only one that can do that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons we're talking about this Mm -hmm. is often the church has been silent. And nobody's given God's perspective. And that's why, I mean, some people are here in this conversation. It's uncomfortable for them because nobody seems to be talking about it. We need to talk about this from God's word. One to of, say, what is God's heart? God created this. God's not ashamed of this. And God wants to redeem and restore what's been broken in our lives, especially in this area. And he's done that for us. Mm-hmm. But he wants to be a part of this conversation because he redeems this. One of the podcasts that I love to listen to about this topic is Java with Julie, who's been a guest on Family Life Today. She's been a guest on the Love Like You Mean It cruise. And man, she just is so good at bringing God's heart and view. She helps us. And so we have a clip by Julie Slattery on this topic. I don't think God cares that much how great sex is in a moment but he cares deeply about whether or not we're becoming lovers, whether we're becoming people that are sharing a journey of intimacy, whether we're learning to listen and understand and forgive and have fun. So a lot of us have the wrong what and we get frustrated. And I think we continually hear the what in the wrong way. We hear that sex is all about sexual activity instead of it being about sexual intimacy. There are some of you in this room who have been married for decades, and you've had sex with each other for decades, but you've never been sexually intimate with each other. You've shared your bodies, but you haven't shared your heart and your souls. You haven't worked through the issues that require love and listening and mercy and sacrifice. All I can say is, wow. I mean, here, here's what I am thinking. I have missed it so badly in this area. What do you mean? In our marriage. What Julie was saying is exactly what I've done. I remember we had conflicts about frequency of sex in our marriage for years, especially when the kids were little toddlers. And I would complain that you're not as interested in sex as I am. And it never dawned on me until you communicated, and it took me years to understand that you are interested. You just looked at sex differently than me. I'm thinking, you know, nakedness in the bedroom. You're thinking, I belong to be loved. Mm. Affection, conversation, non-sexual touch. I want you to be intimate with me without just the physical sex part. And I always thought you're not interested. What I realize is, You are very interested. You are not feeling loved. And I was just blaming it all on you. And I look back and say, I was the one missing it. I didn't Mm. understand how to really, really love you. I don't think I understood anything, honestly. (laughs) I think our pasts are so broken. And I think most listeners would say, yeah, my past is broken, too. And so to bring God into it, as Julie was describing that, I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. 
It's biblical. Of course, that's why God created it, because not only are our bodies connected in oneness, our spirit, our soul, our emotions, everything becomes one and it's beautiful. I think we long for that. We just don't know how to get to that. Well, talk about what you've tried to tell me over the years, what that means to a woman, that it's beyond the physical, that it's beyond the sexual. I think it can feel like it's just an act, like, oh, there's a beginning and there's an end, and that's what our physical intimacy is about. But what you're saying is the same thing I was trying to communicate. I long to be touched non-sexually for you to pursue me and to want to be with me not only physically speaking, but emotionally, all of that together makes it so beautiful. And you're loving me as a whole person, not just the physical part of intimacy. Yeah, and I really sort of balked at that. I'm like, you don't want to make love. You felt rejected. Yeah, and you would say things like, we haven't even talked. And you didn't mean today. You meant this week this month. And there's part of me at that time was like, who cares? I really did. I was like, so what? You know, it was so selfish of me not to understand you were saying, I long for more than just a sexual touch. I want to be intimate. It was your way of saying, we haven't talked. We're not connecting. And to go in the bedroom or wherever and just do the physical act is just an act. And that doesn't make you feel loved. Well, and just to kind of get into background, I think it's important for us to look into our backgrounds. Growing up, there was absolutely no physical affection in our family. There was never hugs. There were never kisses. In your home growing up. Appropriate, yeah. And there wasn't abuse in my home. It was outside of the home. And so as a result of that, the only time I had any kind of physical touch was through abuse. Mm -hmm. And so I carried that into our marriage. And so as we were married for a while, you stopped being affectionate with me, except in the bedroom. And so that triggered all of my past stuff. And let me just say this as well. I remember when we were going through seminary, and then later as we were transitioning out of our church, the times that you have been super, super stressed in your life, you haven't been as interested in physical intimacy in our sex life, which then made me feel like, what's wrong with me? I must not be appealing to you. And then that takes you to a whole nother area that can be really hard. And it feels vulnerable to talk about that because I felt like, oh, am I not good enough? Gee whiz, we're being (laughs) super (laughs) honest on this topic. Okay, I think it's time to play another clip. Okay. Because we've uh, let people in the depths of our our marriage, our home, even our bedroom. So we're going to go back and listen to another clip from the course. And you can get the link to sign up uh, for this online sex course at FamilyLifeToday.com. So on this course, not only is there assessment, but we will have these clips to be able to listen to. Yep. And then you're going to be able to talk Mm. with your spouse about these, like what we're doing. We're We're sort of of modeling for our listener what they will actually get to do. Sexual intimacy instead of compatibility and frequency is about becoming lovers. What kind of lover are you? If I only looked at your sex life, would I conclude that you are a follower of Christ the way you love your spouse sexually? It focuses instead on attraction. It focuses on an intimate connection. 
My husband and I have been married for 25 years, and even though our bodies have changed, the journey that we've shared together sexually over 25 years is so strong that we're attracted to each other because we have a history together that no one else shares. It's just about us. It focuses on that shared journey of even the obstacles we've faced, and we've faced some significant obstacles. Those are the opportunity to become even more glued together through the fire, to learn to love each other more. And the focus is on how do we get our needs met? How do we serve each other both in and out of bed? Boy, I thought what Julie said about could I tell you're a Christian by the way you are as a lover. Yeah, what'd you think of that? Well, I mean, my first thought was in the bedroom, you should be selfless. And one of the distinct qualities that God transforms in our lives when we come to Christ is from selfishness to selflessness. And I'm not saying we have no selfishness left in us, but that is one of the distinct marks that should be there of a Christ follower. It's no longer about me. And boy, when you bring that into your married bedroom, it's not about my pleasure. It's not about me. It's about laying down my needs and desires to love and serve my spouse, to to bring joy to her as a husband. That's a beautiful thing. That's what married sex in the covenant of marriage as Christ followers should look like. As you say that, I mean, the thing that popped into my head was, I mean, I don't even know if this is right or wrong. I'm just kind of, this is off the top of my head, but... I thought if you maybe give yourself away in the bedroom, but in the home, your spouse is super negligent of you, of your kids, of your family. Um, but then he gets into the bedroom and he's a servant. I'm like, oh. are, you, are, are you talking about me right no, now? No, I'm just saying it's me <laughs> for anybody. Are. But I'm just saying, yeah, like it all bleeds. I don't know if it does that for men, but as a woman, it bleeds into one another. So you're saying for a woman, it doesn't work that way. You no. can't just be a servant in the bedroom. If you're... I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm saying that's awesome. But if one of the things that she was saying in the beginning, she said, if I only looked at your sex life and you continued to where she was going, what mm. would it tell me about your spirit life? But I was thinking, if I only looked at your sex life, what would I conclude about your marriage? Mm. Which is interesting. And this is the part, and I don't know if this is just me, and I don't want to make any generalizations because we're all different as men and women. But if our marriage isn't doing well, if you're gone all the time, if you're not if you're not invested in our relationship, in our family, that affects the bedroom. And that's what I'm saying. So if you come into the bedroom and you're a servant, you want to please me, but you haven't pleased me anywhere else, that gets tricky because I don't know if men do this, but my relationship with you is so tied to everything. Are you also saying that a great marriage can lead to great sex life, not the other way around. In other words, a great sex life doesn't lead to a great marriage. Mm, maybe a little bit. I mean, I think both are important. But yeah, I think having a great marriage produces a great sex life. Which I think is the opposite of what the culture will tell you. Oh, it's almost like, man, you can be hot in the bedroom. And it's going to lead to this great marriage. And it's like, nah, it doesn't always work. It, it hardly ever works that way. It's like a great relationship where, like you're saying, where a husband's laying down his life to serve his wife as Christ did the church, Ephesians 5, where a wife is honoring and affirming and respecting her man. And there's this real connection outside the bedroom 
that leads to a lot hotter sex life mm. in the bedroom. Yeah, let's say somebody hooks up with someone before they're married. You know, that happens all the time. And it was amazing. And they think, oh, yeah, this is going to be a let's get married. It's going to be great. But we all know once you get into marriage and you have the stress of life and jobs and kids and the struggle of getting along, it's not going to be like that first time necessarily. It can be. But life affects our desire sexually. Yeah, and even listening to Julie, it reminds me of what you've said many times. I want to be a great lover outside the bedroom, mm, which means servant. I want to love you in a way that you feel loved. Mm. And you've told me. And you know what? If that has effects in the bedroom, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That is what I want to do and what I'm called to do. And by the way, I know how it will affect the bedroom. It's going to be a good, much better if you're feeling loved outside the bedroom. So I think what we're really trying to say, it's, it's just right where we started. This is an area that deserves you giving your all. I'm, and that doesn't just mean in the bedroom. Obviously, we've spent this whole time saying a lot of that is outside the bedroom. Give your marriage everything you got and be willing to go to a scary area, which is talk about this area of your marriage. And I would add, before you talk about this in your marriage, talk about this with Jesus. I would bring him into the bedroom, talk to him about all of these areas, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, your insecurities, your fear, your frustration. And then I think that always helps in your marriage to pray with one another about this topic. Yeah, that's it's an area you never think about praying about. Yeah. With your spouse. But why not? Why not? You pray about other things you do together. Why don't you ask God to bless this as well? We want to thank Dave and Ann Wilson, along with Bob Lapine and their team, for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America... The issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to impact couples in your neighbourhood? Consider joining with us at Power to Change to lead a home builders couples marriage workshop that focuses on practically applying the truth of scripture to our lives. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab for more information and to get started today. Have a great weekend and please join us on Monday at the same time for another edition of Family Life Today. Music